G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. It's no secret, greyhounds make great pets. Foster or adopt a retired greyhound. Gaptaz.org.au. Live across Tasmania on 1629 SEN Tassie and streaming live on the SEN app. Welcome to Saturdays in Tassie. That's right. Holly Fowler, Brett Jeeves and Bailey Kenzie joining you this morning. Saturdays in Tassie. The team's a bit split up this morning. I'm finally back home. So good to join you both. Boys, I did miss you both, to be fair. Well, good morning, Holly. It's very good to see you. Very comfortable there in the Melbourne studio, looking very well set up. Um, and yes, good to be back. Good morning to you, Holly. Great to have you back. Tell us about your holiday. What was the highlight? Oh my God, guys. One highlight only. It was amazing. We don't need the... Okay. For everyone you... listening, Holly Holly made us be here at 7 o'clock so we could run through the PowerPoint presentation of photos and <laughs> um, it was a... We, it's not we got the full rundown. It's not true. You'll get that next week when I'm home. Um, Favourite was, was probably... Um, the Grand Canyon was incredible, but sports-wise, Dodgers was amazing. Um, yeah, pretty cool atmosphere to go and watch the sport there. They're just so different, right? It's just such a cool, cool vibe, and the fans are so passionate. And yeah, it was awesome. Loved it. It's just another level over there, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. It's and what you saw? You saw a home run on the first pitch. First pitch home run, like unbelievable. And there was a real like rivalry. Um, between the teams that were playing and it was just, yeah, it was just awesome. But they, it's funny, I noticed they don't have any replays. Like, they don't replay um, anything now. I don't know why, but, um, yeah, it's just something I noticed. Probably because it's so boring. Well, it, no, it's Baseball. not. It was so much fun. It was so cool. <laughs> it's, I, it's, it's kind of like cricket. It, it all happens late. I had my hands up Are you trying saying to cricket's catch? boring? Horribly boring game. You oh. know it is. We all know it is. <laughs> you played it, mate, not us. Yeah, well, I stood a fine leg for <laughs> 10 years, effectively, Counting the, counting the grass, <laughs> counting the blades of grass, singing to myself. Oh my god! We nice. um, yeah, I and had then my getting head. rewarded with cucumber slices when the new strength and conditioning. Yeah, that's came right. In. The triangle slices. <laughs> yeah. I had my hands up trying to catch a ball the whole time. It's just great fun, great times. Uh, it sounds like a great experience, Holly. Half yeah, your luck. It was amazing. Now, uh, obviously, a big night last night. Poor D's. I feel bad for all the D's fans today. Very. Uh, I saw. Saw a couple of my friends at Berwick for the D's on the way to the G last night, all happy and excited. I haven't spoken to any of them yet this morning, but uh, I think there'll be a few, uh, a few, <laughs> a few sad supporters today. What a game, though, Brisbane! What a game! It was just so surprising. Brisbane have really just felt like they're playing the underdog card for the last few weeks. I mean, they yeah, were down I by twenty-eight points that. at half time. Yeah, it's their first finals win since two thousand and four. And even Neil, I mean, he said after the match that no one, he said, no one gave us a chance against Richmond. No one gave us a chance against Melbourne. And it's probably how they're going to have to come up against Geelong. I mean, they're going to be the underdogs yet again. Mm, unbelievable. Can't believe I it. Ca- sorry, Holly. Cut you off here. I kind of, kind of feel sorry for the, uh, I thought late, the uh, the holding the ball decision late in the game that, that didn't go mm. Melbourne's way. I think it might have been Jared Berry got swung into into the Richmond pub and back again and he bounced and he went, he did another full circle and uh, it should have been holding the ball. Melbourne should have been uh, pumping the ball into their forward line. It goes the other end. 
Jake Levy gives away a, a holding the ball, which was you know probably there, mm. and uh, and then obviously the fifty metres. But by by the time the ball got down to Levy, that that game was over. Um, had the holding the ball decision go Melbourne's way, and they propel into their forward fifty. Uh, who knows? Um, because they they certainly arrested the momentum late, didn't they? And um, mm. you know they didn't quite get that decision go their way, and it it could it could have been the difference in the end. Well, you mentioned Jared Berry there. Like what a second half. Mm. He had tagging Oliver. He kept him to nine touches in that half, a and, and effort, Barry yeah. himself had twenty-two of the of his twenty-six disposals in that half. But do you reckon he'll be playing next week? Oh, hopefully, you know, yeah. I mean, you're talking about the eye gouging. Yeah, the eye gouging. yeah. I mean, hopefully, um, logic prevails. It was in a tussle. I don't think it was intentional. I don't think yeah. there was any blood or scratching around Oliver's eye. Um, mm. He certainly made made a little bit of it. But um, yeah, I mean, you would hope it was a fairly minor kind of incident I think do you think um, it was something in the heat of the moment because I from where I sat I saw him reach at the eye twice even though he was on the bottom of that scuffle he looked to be going at his face a couple of times I think when you're in close proximity to someone and you're trying to get them off yeah the, the best way to do it is to grab the side of the head mm. um, so I, I you know I, I hope that he's you know that, that that'll kind of you know come out because he, he was like you said he was instrumental in that in that second half turnaround, and uh, you know he's going to be really important to, to Brisbane's chances against Geelong, whose midfield is they're they're you know amazing when it comes to contested mm. footy. They lack a little bit of bit of spread and speed. Uh, and the Cats, I've got to say, Max Holmes has been unbelievable for Geelong. We're talking about um, you know obviously last night's game, but uh, yeah, Holmes has been huge. But yeah, look. I do, I do hope that logic prevails because I, you know, I kind of feel yeah. like he was trying to just get the side of his head, get him off him, um, and, and that's kind of what happens in a tussle. Mm. Well, it'll be left to people far more qualified than us to, to make the big decisions around that. It'll be not, interesting. Not to, smarter though. No, no. it'll be interesting to see how um, how Brisbane responds if he is rubbed out. Yeah, you touched on Brisbane's midfield there. They had a really strong second half as well. I mean, Neil twenty seven possessions and, and ten clearances for the match. McCluggage. 25 touches and a goal. Mm. Uh, up back, Daniel Rich, 30 disposals, and, and up the front, Hipwood's game high, four goals. I mean, they just played a stellar game. Yeah. So disappointing if you're a D's fan, though. Holly, so did disappointing. You, did you go to the game? No, I was tucked up in you're bed. You're in Melbourne. And, yeah, I know, but I was, I, I'd gotten back from dinner, and it was like, I don't know what the time was in LA, so I was nearly falling asleep at dinner, but I managed to get through... Uh, the third quarter, <laughs> I fell asleep you... and then woke up uh, and and checked Twitter and obviously saw that um, that Melbourne had lost. So um, that's as far as I as I got through it. So, because I've been away when it, being away, like I couldn't get really anything. Oh, I, like when I was under Wi-Fi, I checked what was going on back home. But um, yeah, I feel like I've been out of touch with the footy for a, a good week. And um, yeah, I'm just like, oh my god, Melbourne's gone. Could, that's it. Could you hear the? booze of Dane Zorko when he got his first touch from your restaurant. That was pretty loud. <laughs> that was pretty loud. Surprisingly, didn't hear it. But yeah, oh my God, nuts. Um, very interesting. Very, very good game. And it's just been an incredible final series so far. I mean, if you're the AFL, you're in the midst, well, they've just negotiated a new broadcast deal, which I'm sure we'll touch on it a bit later. You mm. can't have much better an advertisement for the game than a final series like we've had so far. Mm. Pretty massive. And speaking Absolutely. speaking of re-signings, um, Jack Rewalt yesterday. You'll have a listen to a little bit um, of that from Jack and Flash on, on re-signing. How exciting. Yes, yeah, so I got there when I was uh, when, probably when, just when I turned 18. So now I'll be 34 at the end of this year. And it's been a long part of, uh, of my journey, Flash Man. One that I've enjoyed thoroughly and uh, one that I didn't want to end uh, this year at least. So, But it's, uh, no, it's very exciting, uh, Flash. I think obviously the news 
recently as well with um, Tim Taranto and Jacob Hopper selecting they'd like to come to the Tigers as well. As an older player, um, that, that really, um, really fills your cup up knowing that you guys are hopefully going to be a, a genuine contender again next year. How exciting. Staying. Amazing. He sounded a little hungover there, Jack, if I'm honest. <laughs> raspy, didn't he? Deep in the voice. Are you talking from experience, Jeevesy? Well, I know my voice kind of goes a similar similar, <laughs> uh, similar path. But, um, yeah, that that is exciting for Jack, isn't it, Holly? It's I amazing. think. Um, uh, you know, it's unbelievable stalwart of that club and, and kind of, you know, I think last of the one club players almost. I think that, that generation of guys uh, coming through, um, there just aren't going to be many more. I mean, you know, Jack spoke about Taranto and Hopper mm. wanting to jump out. I think with the, you know, with the expansion clubs and um, uh, the size of contracts and, you know, we, we spoke a few weeks ago, Holly, about Isaac Rankin, you mm. know, $800,000 these are the types of offers that it's going to take to lure people away and the salary cap's only going to get bigger and bigger. The broadcast rights are going to be enormous. So yeah. we are going to see more and more movement. So I think Jack's almost last of the Mohicans in a sense that mm. uh, one club player, 17 years, uh, it's it's amazing. And hopefully he gets to go out next year on a, on a real high. I'll tell you what, one thing I'd like to see more than him go out with Richmond is him to go out with a Tasmanian team. That would be something pretty special. Oh He'd my have to God. play at 44 maybe yeah. for Spe- that to happen. Speaking of which, because I've been sort of out of the loop, I guess, what's going on with this stadium? Like, what? <laughs> what's the hold up? Because I kind of thought, we spoke about this when, when was my, when was I back? Like two weeks ago, we were talking about this, like sort of what's the, yep. what's the hold up? But what's the latest on that? We'll, we'll do your sports update soon, but just want to find out. Uh, a bit of the lowdown on that because yes, so yeah, my mail is that they've they've narrowed down the site. Macquarie Point, I believe, is at the top of their mm-hmm. priority list. That would be a twenty five thousand person stadium, um, and the state government is still sticking with their original bid. They're in talks with the AFL at the moment. That orig- those talks that were going to take place uh, before the end of the month have been delayed, yeah, and okay. it's anticipated that that will now take place after the grand final. But we heard. I mean, Gil McLaughlin with some really strong comments around what that bid could mean uh, for Tasmania. It was really interesting to hear his thoughts. He was very open and candid about how how much of a positive a broadcast arrangement like that could be for Tasmania. I'm just having a look through my phone to see if I can find some of the quotes. He said, mm. "We're optimistic of reaching an agreement with the Tasmanian government. We'll go to our then we'll go to our uh, presidents and boards and clubs in the coming weeks, and there'll be a process that plays out there." He said Tasmanians should have faith in their government that they're prosecuting their interests, but I don't think today changes anything. If it's the right deal for football, which everyone includes, which includes Tasmanians, but also everyone across the country, if it's the right deal, we'll push ahead, and if not, it won't go ahead. So mm. the AFL really playing a straight bat, and I disagree with Gill there. It would change something. A $4.5 billion broadcast deal, it puts to bed any argument that they can't yeah. afford a Tasmanian team, which has been Absolutely. the age-old yeah. sort of argument. Um, I mean, you, you kind of feel that this is this is Gill's legacy piece. I, I think that the, um, I mean, he's always been you know quite honest about the approach, and and I do now feel that with the negotiation of the broadcast deal done, and it being an unbelievable amount of money, mm. that it gives Gill some some serious um, leverage. I think with the presidents that have been. Uh, not quite on board with this, mm. i.e. Um, Tom Cochran, Jeff Brown, uh, Collingwood and the Gold Coast to say, hey, we've negotiated this enormous deal. We can make this happen financially. It's not going to cost you guys anything. Uh, we'll fund it. The state government's chipping in. Um, 
Gill gets this across the line. He, he jumps on his white horse and saddles off into the sunset, I think would be, would be a perfect exit for him. Absolutely. Well, it's an interesting point. One, one argument that I haven't heard brought up too much, and we joke about Gold Coast being the relevant team in, in the competition yeah. and things like that, but one argument that I haven't heard brought up is this is how much the AFL has been able to grow with those two additional teams, uh, GWS and Gold Coast. And they've been able to negotiate a four and a half billion dollar deal. Adding teams isn't hurting them, and I don't think it's I don't think it's just Tasmania that's on Gill's horizons. I think a Northern Territory team is also well and truly on his to do list. I think Tasmania obviously sits as a priority. It won't act quick. He's out in the next six mm. months. Isn't well, he? have you seen? There's a few graphics being posted on social media of Gill's to do list. He's ticked a few things off that recently, <laughs> but. Yeah, a, a very hectic last year. And like you say, Tasmania could be his legacy piece. Oh, my God. I just want... I'm just sick of it. I'm just sick of waiting. Sick of all this chat. I'm like, come on. I think, give us an answer. I think the waiting, Holly, might just might just be a good thing. I'm, I'm, start, I'm starting to turn that the wait was, was around the negotiated the broadcasting yeah. deal. Um, and, fair, now, suppose, and now yeah. Gil's got some serious leverage to to actually assist this bid. So I'm, yeah. I'm a believer that it's nothing but positives. It. Okay, yeah. that's good. The, should the presidents have a vote? No, no, it should sit with a, there would be a uh, custodians of the game committee. So like, a, yeah, uh, I think there's a, I've got even got a title. There is a, a committee. Um, yeah, I mean, it should sit with them. I'm not, you know, I mean, the presidents are always going to act in self-interest, mm. aren't they? Well, it's um, human nature to act in self-interest. I just can't believe that they have a say at all. Mm. Yeah, it's just bizarre. It's, it is a strange setup. Very strange. Now, before we go to a break, um, before you give us the rundown and all things sports news, Bailey, um, tonight, Collingwood Frio, um, quick injury update for HCI Healthcare Insurance, for Easy Health Insurance. Say hi to HCI. Um, Trent Bianco's back in. Taylor Adams, obviously out, injured. Um, Nath Kruger, med sub, and Bailey Banfield, med sub for Freo. Who have you guys got tonight, Collingwood or Frio? I think the Pies, yeah, uh, they, they were super impressive against Geelong. I, I haven't been a believer in Collingwood all year. Um, maybe that's a self-interest piece too. I just, uh, <laughs> you know, passionate Hawthorne supporter. Yeah. Unless you're a Collingwood supporter, it's hard to have them as your second team. Mm. Um, but uh, they, they were amazing against Geelong. Just their pressure, yeah. um, their spread was, was phenomenal. Um, and, and I think Frio might just struggle a little bit against them. Um, and that that's at the MCG. Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, so uh, they they play that ground ground so well. They're a little mm-hmm. bit like um, old school Hawthorne. They really use the width of the MCG well. They really spread teams, pull them wide, and then uh, try and get it back into the cor- corridor on entry. So, um, yeah, I think the pies for me, Holly. I'm going to say the pies as well, Holly. I think yeah. Freo's got some outstanding players, and if it was being played in the West, I think it would be a totally different story. But it's at the G. The form against Geelong was just outstanding. I had my heart in my mouth when I was watching that game. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the, cat, so the, much cat's, the Cats' number one supporter. Now, Holly, tell me you're going to this game. You're in Melbourne. Tell me you're going. No, I'm coming back to Hobart before. Are I'm you not... mad? What are you doing? I know, I'm stupid. I missed two from two. Stick stupid. around. I've got, I've got to work tomorrow, guys. I've got to get back to work. You know? What's, what's on tomorrow? Work, Monday. <laughs> it's Sunday tomorrow. Tomorrow's oh, Sunday, oh, Holly. Oh, of course it is. Jeez, you're in a, you are in a different I'm time in another, zone. You need to sleep. I'm in a, no, I actually should. I need to get home and, and get prepared. <laughs> it's quite funny. Oh, my God, guys. <laughs> we need to go to a break I so you can get your four, get, <laughs> get four minutes sleep in this break and, and come back to us. Yeah, check your calendar. <laughs> really reset. Oh, my God. As always, if you want to get involved in the show, text 0437 552 535. We'll be back after this. 
It's no secret greyhounds make great pets. Foster or adopt a retired greyhound. GapTaz.org.au Live across Tasmania on 1629 SEN Tassie and streaming live on the SEN app. Welcome to Saturdays in Tassie. It's no secret greyhounds make great pets. Foster or adopt a retired greyhound. GapTaz.org.au Live across Tasmania on 1629 SEN Tassie and streaming live on the SEN app. Welcome to Saturdays in Tassie. That's right. Holly Fowler, Brett Jeeves and Bailey Kenzie here with you this morning. Bailey, we need to get to your sports update. As always, this Tasmanian sports update brought to you for Harrison Agents, the Tasmanian real estate experts. Let's kick it off with the TSL. Bailey, what's happening with the TSL? Well, Holly, there's there's three teams left in the running for the Premiership, but as far as I can see it, there's only one side who can win it. Lauderdale were eliminated last week, going down by five points in a low-scoring contest to Clarence. Uh, we now know that the grand final is going to be played in the north of the state at Utah Stadium after the Blues just waltzed on through. They pumped Kingborough by 91 points. Yep. But that is some consolation for the Tigers. If they can beat Clarence today... Uh, we know Windsor Park has been a graveyard for them, so they'll be pleased to see that the grand final is being played up at Utah's if they can get the Chockeys. But today's elimination, well, I guess elimination and qualifying final, it's set to be an absolute blockbuster. There's just so much riding on it for both teams. Kingborough mm. have never been in a senior TSL final in their history. Oh, my God. And Clarence haven't been in a men's TSL final since 2010. So it's either a case yeah. of breaking the duck for Kingborough or breaking the drought for Clarence. There's so much riding on it for these two clubs. Given the nature of the schedule this year, Kingborough, they haven't won a game since the 6th of August. They dropped the last two games in their home and away season, and then they got pumped by the Blues Mm. in that qualifying final. Kingborough have beaten Clarence in all three of their meetings this season, but Clarence, you'd say, I'd say, would be going into this contest in slightly better form. Now, I'll just I'll run through each of the side's strengths and I guess how I can see that playing into their hands. Kingborough have grown a bit this year. They've gone and they've got their tools in. They've bolstered their height around the ground, so they've got some taller targets to hit inside 50. Jordan Lane, he won the Richardson medal. He's their key marking target inside 50. Their other big tool is Jack Tomkinson, who's had a great season, but he's still sidelined for this weekend. He's out injured. The other aspect that Kingborough really dominate in is that contested ball in the midfield. And so if it's tight and tough, then the Kingborough midfield will really relish that. Then we look at Clarence on the flip side. They've lost so many players, Jeeves. I don't know if you saw this. They just lost so many players in the preseason. There was a lot made of it. Heaps of people leaving the club. Uh, and it's, it's no secret, really. Um, their gameplay is slick and quick ball movement. They'll move it quickly, and Kingborough values that contested footy. So... If it's a high-scoring shootout, one could see Clarence really getting on top. But if it's locked in, then Kingborough might be able to get on top with that contested ball. Uh, so a huge matchup. That's and with that contested ball, I mean, we look outside; it's it's raining there. So you'd have to say Kingborough really looking the favourites going into it. Although Clarence are really the underdogs, a bit like the Brisbane Lions. Mm. Um, there's a few big matchups. One of them worth mentioning is Colin Garland from Clarence, the winner of the Hudson Medal for most goals in the comp, and Ben Donnelly from Kingborough. He's the TSL Team of the Year fullback, and he's going to man up on him. So we've got the best full forward in, in the comp being manned up on by the best fullback in the comp. So there's a bit of May and Franklin game. about that one. So mm. it's going to be a ripper. Are you guys you just gonna... kind of... Sorry, oh, Holly. I was going to say, you guys aren't going to go watch. 
Good game. No, I've, I've got a wedding this afternoon, Oi, which is exciting. That's very yeah, exciting. That's exciting. Oh, I had to go and buy a new shirt. I'm into the triple <laughs> XL. Sadly, I'm morphing into. Hey, into after a bit my of sludge. seven days away, I'm on the triple XL as well. <laughs> All very sad, but uh, you do you do feel that for Clarence, it, it'll take one. a it'll take a Colin Garland masterclass. Mm. He'll he'll really need to dominate, kick a bag. Um, like you said, Bailey, it it is quite it's quite damp outside, so you feel that that obviously plays into, into Kingbra's favour. Mm. Uh, contested footy, can Garland actually get enough entry um, to, to to lay on a bag is going to be the challenge for Clarence. But uh, Kingbra, they were they were pummeled last week. I mean, Launceston are an unbelievable outfit, but um, to lose uh, to lose our final by close to 90 points, yeah. was, uh, that'd be, it's a real kick for them. Uh, so how they respond um, is is going to be huge, and, and Clarence will be looking to exploit their lack of momentum. There's mm. some talk late in the season of, of Kingber resting players, um, yeah. And I always look back at at the Hurricanes from uh, last year when uh, Griffo made the decision to rest some of their players. They were guaranteed a final spot. Uh, they rested their half their team. They got absolutely smacked. The, the Stars made 290 million. Uh, they went to the finals with no momentum. Uh, they're on you know, this this horrible loss, mm. and there's some real similarities to Clarence uh, to Kingbro. You know they they rested some boys back into the season, uh, have lost their last three straight. Now you've mentioned uh, they've they've no momentum, and that you don't want that heading into finals. It's been mm. a month since they've won a game of footy. How much problem. can that play on? Yeah, the, it's a problem. On their minds. Yep. The other the other big matchup that I think we should mention is uh, the two ruckmen, Marcus Gardner from Kingbro and Sam Green from Clarence. They're two relentless workhorses. Now. If it was to dry out a little bit today and the game is at the Twin Ovals, in a final, you'd normally say, you know, home ground will home ground advantage will be huge. But if there was ever a team that could play comfortably at the Twins in dry conditions, it's probably going to be Clarence. It's a very beautiful ground. It's a bit of a carpet up there at the Twin Ovals. Um, and, yeah, hitting their targets is just going to be a key for them. But as it stands at the moment, rainy outside, that contested ball is going to be a big factor. King replay that style of footy so well, and um, you'd think with that home ground advantage, they're probably going to get the chocolates, and it could be a repeat of the last time they played Launceston, and that's why I say I can only see one team winning this comp, and it's Launceston. Mm, interesting. All right, we'll see. And we've got uh, later in the show as well, obviously from Tigers, Trent Bulmer's going to come and have a, a chat to us as well. I'm looking forward to that, uh, to get a little bit of the scoop pre-game. Um, we'll go to a break now for news, and we'll come back. Bailey, you've got plenty more for us on the footy, the jack jumpers charges, so stick around for that. Uh, we'll be back after this. It's no secret, greyhounds make great pets. Foster or adopt a retired greyhound. GapTaz.org.au Live across Tasmania on 1629 SEN Tassie and streaming live on the SEN app. Welcome to Saturdays in Tassie. That's right. Holly Fowler, Brett Jeeves and Bailey Kenzie here with you this morning. 8.30. Bailey, let's continue getting through this Tassie News update. Um, You've got a little bit of an update for us on, on the footy and also the jack jumpers. Well, that's right, Holly. We'll, we'll go into other footy now. Now, the NAB League is being played today. The Devils are through to the preliminary final after they were able to beat the Bendigo Pioneers by 20 points. It's the first time they've ever played in a NAB League preliminary final. They'll be coming up against the Dandenong Rays, and if they can get a win here, they'll be through to the big dance. So that'll be their first time ever in the, in the NAB League grand final. Two players going into that contest, too, are in some serious form. Lockie Cowan, who during the week was named the, the whole comp, the NAB League best and fairest, which is just huge. So he's really firming up as a strong draft ho- hopeful. Um, he dominates off halfback. And also Jack Callanan, who really stood up last week with 17 disposals and two goals. So 
that NAB League side is very exciting, Jeevesy. I mean, we've got a number of strong draft hopefuls, probably two in this uh, age bracket and then one or two in, in Callan and maybe one other in the age below. Yeah, Flash spoke uh, last week that he, he he felt that there were three in this mm. uh, in this age division, but a uh, huge hype around uh, the age division below. There's a real thought that there's some, some, some significant talent depth, a real generational um, talent pool there. So uh, certainly across... Across the next couple of years, uh, I think we'll we'll start to see some young Tasmanians drafted. Very excited! And could they be drafted to their team in their own state, a Tassie team? Well, oh, the NWTFA Grand Final is also worth a mention. The, the Northwest Footy League, that is, the big dancers on today. Devonport will face Wynyard. Wynyard's coach Bo Sharman is going up against his his old teammates at Devonport. Uh, Sharman is. Wynyard's playing coach, and the last uh, time he played in a Northwest Footy League Grand Final at Latrobe, he was playing for Devonport. So, the Magpies, the Devonport Magpies themselves, are no strangers to the big dance. They've played in a Grand Final every year for the last three years, and it'll be the fourth year in a row this year. They're also the reigning premiers after they beat Penguin last year. And another fun fact about that game: it's the first time that Devonport and Wynyard will play against each other in a grand final, which is astounding Mm. considering both clubs were established 130 years ago. So never have they ever come against each other in a grand final, which is just nuts. That's bizarre. Yeah. Um, And one more more footy, a bit of footy I want to mention. It's from last week, but people have not stopped talking about this. Obviously, it was a huge day for the Hutchins Old Boys Footy Club. They won both the seniors and the reserve grade grand finals. So... (laughs) Also, a big shout-out to my friend Dominic Rawlings, who slotted one from 55 to put the Rezies in front. But there was one person who really stole the show. Peter G. What a performance. I don't don't think we've ever heard someone belt out the national anthem quite like Peter G. did, and I think Delta Goodrum could learn a thing or two from him. I'm not quite quite sure about that, but uh, if if anyone can ad-lib... I don't know about that. It's Peter G. Peter, Peter G is phenomenal. He's a great, great human. And all that does is just solidify him as a Tasmanian icon. It's gone, yeah, awesome. it's gone global. He's, uh, he's a horrible singing voice, but he's Terrible. an unbelievable human being. He's just everywhere. Uh, he did it well, Peter. So yeah. uh, credit to him. And he's, yeah, he's retired. It doesn't matter to him anymore. He can, no. uh, it is, he's always had that great self-deprecating style. So it was uh, just wonderful. that was very funny. He is an, he's an icon, like you say. I mean, I was um, doing a story in my day job, uh, for the news yesterday uh, on the Queen and I was looking at this OB from 2000 when the Queen visited Salamanca and, and Hobart and the person who was calling live the OB was Peter G. So he just, he really is everywhere. Yeah. He's an icon and yeah, it was just fantastic to see him take that in his stride and just belt it out. He got a, he got a word or two wrong, but um, <laughs> no, he did, a, he did a great job and it really <laughs> pumped the Hutchins boys up who were able to oh, get a win. So that. that's, that's, all our, um, that's all our footy news across the state. A so bit, of, bit of hockey? We could go to a bit yeah, of hockey. Yeah, yeah cover absolutely. off on the hockey. Let's well, get there. Last week was the first weekend of the ho- local hockey finals. In the women's elimination final, Derwent beat the Diamondbacks 4-0. Amelia Spence scored two goals, and Claire Saltmarsh and Cassie Sumfair scored a goal each. In the semi-final, Maddie Brooks scored two goals to help OHA defeat the Grads 2-1. to And that set up a nice little preliminary final between Derwent and the Grads today. Obviously, Derwent will be going into that one with a bit of ad- added confidence. So interesting to see how the comp plays out there. And as we look to the men's, the elimination final between the grads and university ended in a draw. 
uh, White and Bessel scored for the grads and, and Dick and Johnson for uni. The shootout was won by the grads 4-3, to three, which saw them progressing. And there was a shootout in both the finals last week. The semi-final was also a draw. One all between Canterbury and Derwent, with Canterbury going up in that one 3-2 in the shootout, which sets up a mirror men's and women's preliminary final. The grads will face Derwent, with Derwent locked in as heavy favourites. And the winners of both of those games will go through to the Premier League Hockey Grand Finals. So very exciting hockey news. Hockey is just a booming sport in the state. We really say it every is. week. We say it every week. You can't play left-handed, but it is nonetheless <laughs> a booming sport. We've got international hockey coming to Tasmania awesome. next year. Young Tassie boys and girls will get to see their Commonwealth Games heroes like Eddie Ockenden. It's just a very exciting time That's if so you're cool. a young and upcoming hockey player here in Tasmania. So it's been a while since international hockey's been in Tasmania, but it's yeah, it's coming back next year and the Premier Hockey ranks are doing a good job as well. Yeah, that's awesome. Let's go to a quick break now. But after that, we really need to get into uh, a bit of a basketball update. I want to find out what's going on with the Jack Jumpers. I mean, we're getting so close um, to having them back home and, and being back at My State Bank, which is super exciting. And obviously, SEN will be there um, play by play throughout the whole uh, NBL season, particularly the Jack Jumpers, though. So we'll get into that. Um, as always, get involved in the show. 0437 552 We'll be back after this. It's no secret, greyhounds make great pets. Foster or adopt a retired greyhound. GapTaz.org.au Live across Tasmania on 1629 SEN Tassie and streaming live on the SEN app. Welcome to Saturdays in Tassie. It's no secret, greyhounds make great pets. Foster or adopt a retired greyhound. GapTaz.org.au Live across Tasmania on 1629 SEN Tassie and streaming live on the SEN app. Welcome to Saturdays in Tassie. That's right. Holly Fowler, Brett Jeeves, Bailey Kenzie here with you this morning. Now, obviously, heaps going on with the NBL. Um, the season is quickly approaching. The Blitz starts on the 16th of September, which is super exciting. Um, good for everyone to know, um, all our basketball fans and listeners. Um, obviously, as the league continues to grow in popularity, fans of the Perth Wildcats, Sydney Kings, Adelaide 36ers and the Tassie Jack Jumpers will be able to enjoy in-depth match commentary for all home games across the SEN airwaves. Um, so make sure you stick with us through that period. We'll be we'll be there in all the action. Um, Bailey, give us a bit of an update of what's happening uh, with our Jackies um, and all other things NBL. Yeah, Holly, it's been an impressive start to the Jack Jumpers season with their trial games against South East Melbourne, Phoenix, up at Olveston. Uh, in that first game, American in the in the first game particularly, American import Rashad Kelly netted twenty points. Yeah, for the Jack amazing. Jumpers in, I saw in their that. Five point, yeah. eighty-eight to eighty-three point uh, win over the Phoenix, and and the Jack Jumpers were able to back up this effort with a four-point win at Elfin. So, so Lottie good. fans were, were treated to a bit of a, a spectacle there. The yeah, end score great. was was eighty-four to eighty. Uh, they've been able Ooh. to secure two wins within three days. Uh, against the Phoenix. New recruit Milton Doyle, he scored 17 points and he's really showing his, his wares as the new recruit. The mm. interesting thing out of that game, the Jack Jumpers were, were four points down with 32 seconds to go until the end of the first half and a fire alarm went off at Elfin, forcing everyone from the field. So a bit of an interrupted contest there. <laughs> um, the, other, the other piece of Jack Jumpers news going on, we saw that the players voted in their new leaders. Clint Steinle will remain skipper. Import Josh Majet. The floor general has been voted in as co-vice captain alongside Jared Weeks. That's very exciting for them. Uh, the other piece of really exciting news for the Jack Jumpers is a, a new behind-the-scenes documentary is going to be rolled out of the Jack Jumpers. It will oh, look wow. into their first season, and it's going to be released on 
September 18. So a bit like the Amazon Prime documentary oh, cool. that we saw of Cricket Australia, where yeah. you really have an in-depth behind-the-scenes look. And just looking at some of the, the promos, it gets a bit heated. Scotty Roth telling one of the camera crew, not now, and slamming the door. It, oh, it looks like God. it gets really heated awesome. and really into it. it, which is so exciting for Jack Jumper's fans. I for love something some of those... Of, um, mm. Sorry, Bailey, those Amazon Prime videos because they did the footy, the AFL one. Yeah. Um, they did the swimming one with um, Kyle Chalmers and Cody Simpson and and um, and then the test. I mean, the test was unbelievable. Mm. If you haven't watched it, you have to go watch it. But that'll be awesome. I'm keen for It'll that. It'll be amazing. I'm not sure if it is. I'm not 100% sure who's producing it, whether it is another Amazon one, but yeah, it's a very, a very similar style. Yeah, if you cool. haven't, go check out the trailer. It's available on the Jack Jumpers website. That just looks like a... A great oh, thing so for the fans to, to be that. tuning into while they're watching the action unfold in their second season. They'll be able to go and, and backtrack and have a look at the behind the scenes in their first season. So, like you said, Holly, now the Jack Jumpers, for now, they're going to head to Darwin for that pre-season blitz, which will be a nice nice little hit out for them before yeah, cool. the season opener. I think uh, just to add to that, um, Bailey, some, some real excitement um, from Sam McDaniel in the in the last couple of weeks with his play... Um, in the NBL one with the Chargers, so in that mm. in that final, um, he he straight takeover mode, bombing threes, getting into the lane, shooting pull ups, um, took on a huge offensive load for that team, and it's something that last year uh, with the Jack Jumps, he showed a bit of promise. He always got to great spots, particularly in the mid range, uh, but couldn't couldn't connect. Uh, you, you kind of feel with the addition of Kelly and, and Doyle that uh, McDaniel's probably likely to come off the bench. Um, and play a really significant offensive um, role for the team uh, as a as a bit of a spark plug. So I, I was super excited in in his development offensively. Defensively, we know he's got great chops, get good position. He's strong, um, plays a little bit bigger than he is, but uh, offensively really important. I think his development is is, is going to be for the Jack Jumpers. So. Uh, and I think they play tonight. Is that right against the Gold Coast in the NBL One? They played last night against oh, the last Gold night. Coast. There you go. I'll, I'll, I'll touch on that. My in, bad. In, I'll touch on that in a sec. So yeah, I, I totally agree with you, James. I mean, this for McDaniel this off season with the Chargers has been amazing. The opportunity for him to press up front of the court and play offensively. I want to say I'm going to take all this back. If he shot two of 26 last night and they <laughs> lost. Yeah. So I need yeah. to. Can we get to the score right now? Yes. I need to know okay. right now. Okay, right now. So the charges. I, I wanted to preface it by talking about the week before. Score. Give me the score. Last <laughs> night Hobart came up short. They went down eighty-six to ninety-two to the Rollers. Uh, so they're going to have to wait on some other results to okay. see who they're playing next. But but let me talk a bit, a bit about the charges because we didn't talk about it last week because the game was being played on on Saturday night. The charges just had a huge weekend. They they ended up taking out the NBL 1 Southern Conference. It was a massive win for them, and it's, it's the first time they've won the Southern Conference since 2018. They, they took out the Mount Gambier Pioneers, and they, they started slow. The Pioneers led them by 10 points. Um, but, you know, those jack jumpers, Bearstow and McDaniel, they really showed their wares. McDaniel in particular, like you're saying, he played an absolute blinder. He was named best on ground with his 32 points and six rebounds. So it was a real wow. blockbuster effort. And, and yeah, he's showing great signs. And I think you're right. He could come off the bench and play that offensive role for the Jack Jumpers. So they won that last week contest by 16 points, 78 to 62. And, and it set up last night's game. So that last night was the first game to be played in, in the six-team final series. They played it against the Gold Coast Rollers. The Rollers... They were lacking some big players in Kadee, DJ Mitchell and Tanner Krebs. They're all NBL one or NBL regulars rather. But yeah, last night the Chargers unfortunately going coming up six points short. So 
Yeah, it'll, it'll depend on some results to be played today, I believe, to see who they end up playing. But that final series is a very exciting one being played out at Melbourne at the moment. It wraps up on the 11th. And um, it's all being streamed across KO. So if you're sitting at home wanting to tune in, that's another a good one to tune into. How exciting. Oh, I'm so keen for the basketball again. It's going to be so much fun. So keen to get behind the Jackies, get my jumper on. Blame yeah, it just seems it. like basketball is booming across the state. It's such an exciting sport. I've got to, I've got to say I'm disappointed in, in, in the lingo here at the moment. So, um, Holly, you're going to put your jumper on? Or yeah, your jumper. jersey? She knows it's a jersey. You're talking about best on field? MVP, sorry. Come on, guys. This MVP. Is, you, you need to improve. MVP. If you want me to be a part of this basketball chat, you're going to have to raise the bar. Oh, okay. Come sorry. with me. You're Come the, with me. You're the biggest basketball Jeeves fan the Wednesday ever. Best on field. Jeeves Come is on. the Wednesday night warrior for his social basketball. He's an expert, Holly. We can't compete with him. <laughs> jumper, with me, jersey, same thing. Anyway, I've got one, and I'll be taking my little jack jumper clappers down, and I'll be there. Are we allowed to call them clappers, Jeevesy? Yeah. Is that, is that okay? okay? Just don't bring just, them, just though. That's sure. the one thing about the Jack Jumpers experience that completely kills me is oh. is, is clappers oh. inside clappers. I'm into it. No, it's a killer. No yeah. more clappers, please. I've got, one each. On I've got one each hand. I'll be... Holly, there's, there's actually a lady that sat in front of me in the... In the um, <laughs> In my member seat, and she bought a Hurricanes outdoor clapper. Excuse me. And this me? thing, it honestly, oh, no. it was so loud. And um, yeah, I didn't say anything the entire the, the entire season, but um, she made a real. It was a, an enormous amount of noise. That's criminal. It was criminal. <laughs> Bring in the outside so cla- clapper. clappers. That's my Achilles heel okay. in, in, in sporting <laughs> events. But the outdoor clapper in an indoor events. Oh, uh, that, that's a bit too far. Yeah, Give I agree. Strength. <laughs> I don't mind the indoor ones, though. I would leave every week with a chronic headache. How much of an influence does the crowd play in basketball, though? Like, on a serious note, the way that the crowd is able to influence the outcome of the game just by their vocals, it's incredible. It's huge, yeah. Yeah. Right over the top of the players in Mm. my State Bank Arena. Mm. It's just absolutely unbelievable. What are your thoughts on me bringing in the clappers for the show, Jeevesy, next week? If you say something really... um... Interesting. <laughs> Look, my my immediate response is uh, was violence, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna have to obviously walk that one back. Um, it just it kills me. You've no idea. You know how you know every person's got their own unique little hatreds. Uh, mine is people eating with their mouth open. Oh, I hate and, that too. Yeah. And, and clappers at sporting events. <laughs> Jeevesy woke up and chose violence. <laughs> it's, I, I, oh, I've got to walk that back, obviously. It's, uh, oh my but that God. was my immediate thought. It just it, it grinds me That's What are your thoughts on the clappers? 0437 <laughs> You want to be on my team or I'll hunt you down. <laughs> That's amazing. Let's go to a short break. Then we need to get into cricket and uh, uh, find out what's going on in the state. Uh, that summer of cricket's quickly approaching us as well as the basketball. So it's a, it's an exciting time for sport in Tassie. We'll be back after a short break. It's no secret greyhounds make great pets. Foster or adopt a retired greyhound. GapTaz.org.au Live across Tasmania on 1629 SEN Tassie and streaming live on the SEN app. Welcome to Saturdays in Tassie. It's no secret greyhounds make great pets. Foster or adopt a retired greyhound. GapTaz.org.au Live across Tasmania on 1629 SEN Tassie and streaming live on the SEN app. Welcome to Saturdays in Tassie. That's right. Holly Fowler, Brett Jeeves and Bailey Kenzie here with you this morning. About five minutes time, we're going to have a chat with Trent Bulmer from from the Tigers. But uh, 
Bailey, you've got a little bit of an update on cricket for us. Tell us uh, what news you've got for us. Well, that's right, Holly. I've got, I've got an update on both uh, Cricket Tasmania news and BBL. We'll start with Cricket Tasmania right at the top. Tasmania, they've got a new skipper in Jordan Silk. He's going to lead the side across four-day and one-day cricket. So it's a very exciting appointment for the Tigers. Um, but I want to pick it apart a little bit. So Silk is an incredibly talented cricketer. He originally is he originally hails from New South Wales. He was plucked from relative obscurity when he was recruited after averaging less than 20 for Penrith in New South Wales first-grade cricket. Jeeves, you would have been around at the time that... Silk came into the fold? Yep, at the back end. I mm. retired, he came in. Okay, so yep. well, he enjoyed a great summer last year. He scored 514 runs at an average of 57 mm. in, in first class, or shield cricket, and 207 runs at 69 in one-day cricket. So he just had a, a magnificent summer. But if we dig a little bit deeper into his longer-term form, Silk, averaged two, uh, Silk scored rather 269 runs from 13 innings at an average of 22 in the 2019 20 wow. season. And, he's, and 376 runs from 15 innings at an average of 25 in the 2020-21 season. So he had really lean years uh, in the years of 2019, 2020 and 2021 in first class cricket. He had a great year last year, don't get me wrong. But if we look at his longer term form, I would say it's questionable. He's got a first-class average of 31, which doesn't knock his socks off by any means. He is definitely a long-term player in the side, but one would worry that he, he could be, and I'm not saying to the same extent, but he could be a bit of an Aaron Finch-type skipper who's contributing more as a leader than off his own bat, and I think you need to have both. Bo Webster was the side's captain last year. I'm not saying that he should have stayed as captain, but I'm just not sure that Silk has done quite enough to, to take the role. What are your thoughts, Jeevesy? Yeah, it is it is an interesting one because I, I think in, in cricket the the leadership piece is wildly important. Hugely mm. important. And yeah. so I, I think I think in many regards you can make a case for you know, finding a position for someone who will who will actually impact the game by, by fifty runs every time you walk out onto the field. And and Jordan Silk is that level of um, of leader and and has that level of cricket IQ. Mm. I do agree that certainly across the, those two years, back-to-back, -back, um, he struggled, and I, I thought it might be the end for him. I, I thought Cricket Tasmania might move on. I think during that time, there, there, was, there was a change in coaching structure and, and everyone struggled. It seemed like throughout the, um, throughout the entire list, batters, bowlers, everyone was, was really battling. Um, uh, Tim Payne, you know, across those couple of years... Um, Actually, it might have been a little bit before them. I mean, he was out, effectively. He had two years, average 14 with a blade. Tom Triffitt replaced him at one point. Yeah, and mm. so, you know, Payne, was was... I think he'd, the story goes he'd accepted a job at Kookaburra to be mm. their player sponsorship manager. And, and so he ended up getting a, a recall. Nick Cummins came in, uh, wanted Payne involved, new coaching structure. And, and there seemed to be um, a, a, a re-emergence of, of, of some of these guys. And, and you yeah, know, I mean, Silk's a, Silk's a class player. I, I certainly agree with... Uh, the concern that that maybe his form might not stick. I think he's a class player, but mm. I, I I can definitely mount an argument for um, having a player leader that completely gets it and will make really quality on field decisions, even if it is at the cost of uh, you know ten runs in average because. Uh, Jordan Silk is is that level of um, cricket brain, and that's exactly the position that I sit in in terms of of a performance relative to a captaincy type thing. I think Jordan Silky had those lean periods, but yeah, like you say, 
with an Aaron Finch style captain, he might be struggling, but he does really save Australia 50 plus runs every time he gets onto the field. So you can mount an argument for it, but all I'm saying is, does averaging 22 and 25 get you a spot on any other first-class side in the country? I think he averaged a bit more than that last year. No, he did. He, yeah. That's what I said. He had an amazing... Yeah. Last year, he averaged 57, yeah, 514. Fair, did amazing. Found like, himself again. He so did. hopefully that form sticks hopefully and then he does. get the benefit of his of his cricket IQ. And uh, I, I think it's a, it's a pretty smart call. And it will be, yeah, a test of his character because mm. the Tigers struggled last summer. So he'll be bringing them back this year, hopefully. We all cheering them along. Um, we move to some BBL news now. So the Canes announced the signing of Paddy Dooley. I don't know if you've, you've come across him, James. He's a left-arm wrist spinner from Queensland. He plays for the Western Suburbs in the Premier Comp up there, and he's got a strange, like, windmill-style bowling action. Um, and he's got some fantastic grade numbers. Uh, this season alone, He's he, in the short time he's played, he's claimed nine wickets in an economy of under seven in their T20 pre-season tournament, which is no... No man feet. Yep. Bowling in an economy of under seven up in Queensland on some of those decks can be as flat as they can. So it's an exciting signing for the Canes. I believe they've got one more signing to announce. Could it be Tim Payne? Could he have a coaching role with the franchise? Who mm. knows? We're going to find out very soon. So That's exciting. The other bit of news emerging surrounding the Hurricanes was broken yesterday yesterday by News Corp's Ben Horn in a, on, on Friday in a, in a really interesting article. So the Hurricanes... They have been meeting in secret with Mitchell Stark and Josh Hazelwood. So I'll read you the line from the article. The line goes, While there's been no sign of Cricket Australia offering to help Ricky Ponting or the Hobart Hurricanes in secret talks to try to convince Josh Hazelwood and Mitchell Stark to make a BBL cameo in Tasmania. So that article was in reference to a supplementary marketing deal that was offered to David Warner in taking his five-game contract with the Sydney Thunder from $145,000 to over $300,000. Cricket Australia said um, there's not much money left in the kitty, so sorry, Steve Smith, that you won't be getting the same marketing deal as David Warner. And from that excerpt, they've told the, the Hurricanes the same thing. But just that, it's a bit of non-news, I guess, but it's very exciting that the Hurricanes and Ponting and it just goes to it speaks to the influence that Ponting yeah, has that absolutely. they've been able to engage in talks with players of the calibre of Josh Hazelwood and, and Mitchell Stark yeah 100% That's um, so very very exciting um, yeah so the other the other bit of Australian broader Australian cricket news we saw is is Aaron Finch is um, he is going to be making an announcement on his cricketing future mm. uh, with, with his one-day future in the coming days. So plenty happening in cricket around the state and around the country. Huge, huge cricket news. Nice work, Bales. Bailey, if I had my clapper with me, I would give you a big old clap for the news today. That was great. If I hear clap or clapper again, <laughs> Holly, honestly, you're lucky you're in <laughs> Melbourne. <laughs> Bailey, thank you so much, as always, for bringing us all the sports news we need to know. Um, we'll go to a quick break now. Then we'll have Trent Bulmer um, with us for a quick chat ahead of the game today against Clarence. But as always, get involved in the show. Text us 0437 552 We'll be back after this. It's no secret greyhounds make great pets. Foster or adopt a retired greyhound. GapTaz.org.au Live across Tasmania on 1629 SEN Tassie and streaming live on the SEN app. Welcome to Saturdays in Tassie. That's right, Holly Fowler and Brett Jeeves with you here this morning for Saturdays in Tassie, kindly joined by Trent Bulmer from the Tigers. Welcome, Trent. Thanks for joining the show. Cheers. Thanks for having me on. No worries at all. How are you feeling uh, heading into today? A big 
a big day, um, a, a tough loss in the qualifying final. Um, how are you feeling? How's the team feeling um, ahead of today's prelim final against Clarence down at uh, 2.30, I believe, and, and a bit wet in Hobart, I hear. So uh, a big day. Yeah, look, just really excited. Obviously, we've done a lot of hard work to get to the second last game of the season. So, um, yeah, everyone's mood's pretty bit, been upbeat this week. We we wiped away that loss last week, took a couple of learnings, key learnings from it, but then moved straight on to Clarence, which we know is going to be another significant challenge, which as it should be in a final series. Mm, absolutely, Trent, uh, Brett here, mate. Thanks for your time. Uh, how do you how do you try and come back from you know what was a pretty disappointing result last week? What what's what's the process during the week? What's been your communication to the team? Key messages. Yeah. Yeah, we keep it. We like to keep it pretty positive, um, regardless of the result. So we took a really good look at the first quarter from the Launceston game, where you know we went in, in at um, quarter time ahead of the ledger. Um, yeah, we took a lot from that, but also some little things that we want to do better, especially around our transitions, which are important against Clarence, and then. Straight away on Monday night, as soon as that's done, we move straight on to the next opponent. So it's all been about Clarence, what their strengths are, how we can negate them and what our opportunities are. I think that's that's the thing you have to look at is how can you play your game and hurt the opposition as well. And, and that's sort of our mindset. We move on pretty quickly and, um, yeah, really get stuck into the next challenge. Trent, at the... At the back end of the roster season, you guys had kind of solidified uh, a top two position with a couple of rounds to go. There's a bit of talk around, you know, maybe resting some players and the luxury of you know being able to do that to enter the final series uh, rested and and you know feeling fresh. Do, do you feel that that the maybe by having that top two position locked in may have actually um, impacted a little bit of the momentum that you'd built? Um, you know, you and you know I don't want to be the doom and gloom guy, but um, yeah, you've you've kind of had a bit of a slide. Lost lost the last three games. Does that does that impact at all, or are you, is it something you're not overly concerned about? Yeah, I think it's not something that we're too concerned about. We understand the guys that didn't play in the last sort of month of the season were due to injury. Like we we didn't have the luxury of being able to to rest someone. So obviously Kieran missing time with his calf. Um, and then, you know, we also look back at our um, our last three games. We've played two of them at Windsor Park against Launceston. So yeah. we turned that into a positive. We, um, yeah. you know, we feel like we've had a really hard run into um, an inequality opposition and playing Lauderdale in the last round, Lauderdale, who had to win to, um, to make finals themselves. So, you know, we don't feel like we've had a, a, a soft run in. Um, we've played some really strong opposition and been able to um, work on some things. And, you know, we get Kieran back last week and those sorts of things. So we know what our run homes look like. And our sort of messaging is we're, we're not playing in a preliminary final today because we lost last week. We're playing in a home preliminary final because we won 13 games this year. Yeah, 100%. So good to hear, obviously, that positive outlook um, for the team as well. What is the, the attitude of the team heading in today? They, are they feeling confident? Um, obviously, rain, uh, raining down there today. I'm usually in Hobart doing the show, but in Melbourne, it's raining here as well. But um, how, does that, how does that play in today? Do you think that'll play um, in your favour or, or will that make things a little bit more difficult? Yeah, I think um, the way that we like to play our footy, we play that sort of territory game built strong around the contest. So trying to get the ball in our front half and keep it in. And 
I think, you know, some of our bodies around the football, like Eddie Cole, uh, Lockie yeah. Clifford, Kieran Lovell as well, like, um, you know, we try to be a strong stoppage team and build our game around that. And I think that helps us. And we, yes, we do have a few tolls, but I think our, our tolls can play well on the ground and in these conditions. I think Jordan Lane can mark the footy anywhere, like yeah. whether it's wet, dry, he's just got such a good pair of hands and and Tyler Carter actually probably plays better on the ground than he does in the air at times so um, we think it suits us a little bit like um, you know Clarence are obviously a very strong ball movement team sometimes in rain sometimes in finals that can get taken away from you it does become a bit more contest to contest type Mm -hmm. game and that's sort of how and why we've built our game around that so you know we can compete and and have a good showing in, in finals. And so looking, looking at today and, and Clarence, who, Colin Garland obviously poses as a huge threat up forward. Uh, how, how do you negate a player like that? Yeah, I think Ben Donnelly's obviously played on Colin all three times. Um, there's no secrets to that. And I think that's a, that's a great matchup there in itself. You've got the Hudson medalist and the team of the year full forward against the team of the year full back. But um you know, that starts up the field. If, if guys, you know, if we're winning ball and there's no, nothing coming into Clarence, it certainly makes uh, Ben's job easier. Um, but our group defenders are collective as well. So Ben will have plenty of help. And it's knowing where, we know Colin's going to get four, five, six shots on goal. It's just where he gets them from, you know. We want to push him to dangerous or harder spaces for him to um, convert. And, um, yeah, we'll back Ben in to do that job again. He, he has done it quite well three times already, so let's hope he can do it four. And so, Trent, I've always been fascinated by, by your individual growth as a, um, as a coach as well. Um, you know, went down to Kingborough as a, um, uh, as a rookie head coach uh, and um, taken over a young team. Um, and, you know, to, to be able to grow that side into, into now a preliminary final does the excitement get the better of you sometimes? Like, you kind of, is it is it hard to stay in the moment? Are you thinking about a grand final? Are you thinking about being um, the first coach for for Kingborough to to lead all of that glory? Does that does that play a part, or are you pretty good at staying staying nice and settled? Yeah, I, I like to think I'm pretty pragmatic, and yeah, you um, you can't get too excited because. Uh, I'm probably accused of being a bit boring and process driven. I think no. the players are sick. Of, I think the players are, might be a blessing. The players are sick of me. Players are sick of me saying, um, you know, let's just worry about what's right in front of us, and what's right in front of us is Clarence in the prelim. Yeah. Um, at home as well, and, and like you say, Jeezy, like um, you know, to think when reflecting a little bit yesterday, like. You know, I sort of had a couple of texts with Jeremy Weberly because obviously the Devils have got their mm. their preliminary final today as well. And, you know, you just start to think about, you know, where we have come from as a club. Like, you know, our, our journey, it's it's been, there's been growth every year. And yeah, and but that's not just me. That's, that's a whole of club effort. That's everyone from the coaching staff, the players and the board. Like, you know, we've, we've stayed consistent and we've stayed patient in, in what we've been trying to build. And, our players have bought into that, and and now they've got their moment to um to to put on a show and see what they can do for the club as well. So, yeah, I'll probably sit back and reflect once the season's done, and yeah. maybe we'll give ourselves some pats on the back. But we'll worry about what's right in front of us today, and you know, try and take care of the business. And if that sees us get into a grand final, then again, we'll celebrate that and worry about that next week.
Yeah, 100%. Well, I think, yeah, absolutely amazing the season you've had um, and what you've done with the team to make it this far already. Um, So we wish you all the very best of luck today, sending all the good vibes your way. I wish I was there because it it would be an awesome game to uh, to come down and watch. So um, for everyone listening, make sure you get along um, and support at 2.30. It's awesome and a pleasure having you on the show, Trent, uh, and a very best of luck for today. Thanks for joining us. Cheers, guys. Thanks. Appreciate that. No worries at all. Off to a quick break now, and we'll be back. We're going to preview Collingwood versus Frio uh, for tonight, what will happen, um, a little bit of news, obviously, around Fife as well. So we'll chat about that, but a uh, quick break now, um, and we'll be back after this. It's no secret, greyhounds make great pets. Foster or adopt a retired greyhound. GapTaz.org.au Live across Tasmania on 1629 SEN Tassie and streaming live on the SEN app. Welcome to Saturdays in Tassie. It's no secret, greyhounds make great pets. Foster or adopt a retired greyhound. GapTaz.org.au Live across Tasmania on 1629 SEN Tassie and streaming live on the SEN app. Welcome to Saturdays in Tassie. That's right, Holly Fowler and Brett Jeeves with you this morning. 20 past nine, Jeevesy, uh, Collingwood and Frio tonight. Um, it'll be a good one. We, I think we both uh, think Collingwood will win. Um, Fife during the week has been pleading for a finals return. Don't think it's happening. Doesn't look like he's in the team. But um, let's hear a little bit of what JL said uh, during his discussions earlier in the week. Yeah, he's, he's pleading his case. He, he wants to play, but uh, he understood the reasons last week. You know, he's been at the club for a long period of time and he's been searching and been preparing for these type of situations. So he, he desperately wants to be out there and, and contribute. But <clears throat> on the flip side, he definitely doesn't want to let the team down. So, um, and, you know, as a match committee, we'll always put um, the team first. So, well, there's, yeah, there's a fair bit to weigh up. Mm, it's an interesting one. So, obviously, he... Uh, won't be playing. And then for Collingwood, Taylor Adams is out of his injury last week, which uh, which will hurt them a little bit. But, yeah. <laughs> Pulled his groin off the bone, Taylor Adams. I know. Adams. I mean, that, is a, that is a horrific injury. Uh, he's going to be out for, a, for an awful long time. I think there was uh, a little... Sad. Yeah, I think there was a little kid who stopped him and asked if he was all right on the way home or something. But my question is, firstly, why is he walking? Um, why was he walking? Yeah, I, I've got to be <laughs> like, honest, Like, mate, Holly. what do you mean? <laughs> you and I are on the same page. I, I yeah. saw this play out on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, T- Taylor Adams put a put a bit of a request out to find, to find the family that helped him get so across was it a, the street. It was a little kid that helped him or what? Yeah, what yeah, yeah. So a little girl and a, and a dad. And, and then so all That's these people sweet. were kind of staking a claim at being the family that, that helped oh. him. It was all very, <laughs> very funny. Um, but I, I was with you when I, I first read I'm it. Thinking, and I mate. thought to myself, yeah, what are you doing walking? Across? You're like, what? Your groin's oh. off the bone. Uh, oh. Get on a stretcher or get the Uber How or get your car another is. time. But yeah, poor bugger. So certainly feel for him and feel for anyone that, that injures themselves in a final series oh, and misses out because sucks, these guys yeah. work oh, yeah. so hard to, to, to be in these positions. And, um, you know, going back to, to Nat Fife, um, that I would love to be a fly on the wall in that mm. in that. Match committee uh, selection meeting mm. uh, where they're talking about Nat Fife and 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 whether he plays and and the potential of you know I don't I don't know I mean obviously the the Fremantle Football Club and this selection committee are far smarter than me but I don't mind the idea of Nat Fife just playing full forward or in a forward pocket mm. um, and just taking the second best or the first best defender to allow someone else to um, to you know potentially get off the chain um, so that, that that that's a huge decision. Um, and yeah, you know, I, I, 
I really like now Fifey. I do hope yeah, that Frio can, can progress so that he can get an opportunity. He seems a pretty humble, down-to-earth kind of guy and a Brownlow medalist, amazing footballer that unfortunately has had a really bad run with injury. Mm, um, but on, on the on, on the flip side, Holly, the, the Pies are a pretty good story, aren't they? Yeah. Um, you know, probably been underrated all year. Um, Definitely. The, the, every supporter that's not a Collingwood supporter – uh, hates them, wants to wants to see them lose. Mm. Uh, the sideshow of um, uh, Jack Ginevan's been uh, oh, yeah. been been hot all year. Yeah. Um, but then on on the flip side of that, they've got these stalwarts in Pendlebury and Sidebottom that are hugely respected. Mm. And so you know th- those 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 observers, you know, fans of other teams, want to see them do well. Um, it, it's uh, yeah, poor poor Collingwood. Like they, you, you love them or hate them. Yeah, that's right. I mean, they were. So I'm just looking at, at last, uh, the last round against Frio. Collingwood beat them by 36 points. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. I, I will definitely um, tune in and watch, but I reckon Collingwood will definitely will definitely take this out. Um, but, yeah, you're right. You... Have, have sort of been under, I don't know, kind of flown under the radar a little bit. Like Yeah, I just, you know, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I kind of think that the, the people, obviously – the results have been excellent. Yeah, you know, they've been yeah, winning games always, of footy. They've been yeah. winning really, you know, close games of footy. You know, so their their uh, their clutch time performances have been through the roof. But it's 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 difficult to to believe when it is. You know, it's, it's kind of been an emergence of these young guys. Um, and when when the team at the start of the year was you know was was regarded as a as a low end team, it's it, it's sometimes it can be difficult to buy into the success. You know, is there an yeah. element of luck to it? Or can it stand up in finals? Mm. Certainly, that was mindset, my, my mindset. But uh, after mm. watching that game against Geelong last week, they Oof, they yeah. were super impressive. Just their pressure, um, and and their young guys are sublime. Dacos, both Dacos brothers are just absolute jets. Oh, amazing. Um, what 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 did you make of of the Craig McRae quote at the end of the game? So. Uh, Collingwood lost and, and they were dejected, you know, guys lying on the ground, mm. you know, feeling sorry for themselves. And Craig McRae was quite harsh on that body language in, in, in the press conference. Mm. You know, so went went really hard, said, you know, we don't act like losers. That's loser mentality. It's loser behavior. That's mm. not what we're about. Created a bit of a storm. What was what was your take on that? Um, it kind of surprised me probably from Craig a little bit because he... Um, I mean, I think that's <laughs> that's a pretty natural reaction. You're going to be a little bit uh, disappointed. Um, yeah, it's a it's a tough one. I don't know. I didn't expect that. I mean, I, I'm sure he was feeling disappointed as well. But um, yeah, I guess that comment probably surprises me a little bit from him. He seems very supportive, obviously, of of the team. Um, you know, regardless of uh, results, and, and always, I, it seems to me that he tries to keep everyone positive, and seems like kind of likes to uplift people but that was a bit yeah it surprised me what did you think yeah i mean i think it's um you know you've kind of um given good insight there i think that you know mccray's style is all about positivity and yeah keeping everyone upbeat so i can you know based on that statement alone i can see the need to to maintain that positive body language so mm. you know he's come out it's loser behavior it's not how we you know and and so on which is probably so a bit he's different been, right from what he's yeah. usually like i don't know yeah but yeah. no 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 but but if he's been selling this message to the players of of positivity always positivity then you lose then you have to stand up and 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 body language and positive body language is obviously really important in in all of that yeah. um so so lying on the ground and feeling sorry for yourself goes completely against 
a year's worth of messaging if that has been the approach. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I, I think he certainly had, had every reason to be disappointed if that's something that they have been speaking about for the entirety of his coaching tenure. Um, and I, I, I really like the way he goes about it. Um, Me too, yeah. He's got a really good, really good team of people around him. Brent, Brendan Bolton, um, you, you might not remember, but as a Hawthorne supporter, uh, Alistair Clarkson um, uh, was out with 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 illness um, for for uh, for, an, for an extended period, and Brendan mm. Bolton was the assistant, came in and took over, and just the positivity of Brendan Bolton during that time. He'd walk into a press conference, he was happy and smiling, and yeah, and he and he wants to give that same message of positive body language as well. So the yeah. two of them. I can kind of see why that why that would disappoint would, them, mm. um, but they're 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 a super interesting story. The the pies this year, and um, I, I did find it quite interesting as well. A couple of weeks ago, that um, Nathan Buckley, um, SEN's Nathan Buckley, made mention of you know this performance being um, a, a result of you know two or three years of work. You know, mm. he's trying to stake a <laughs> stake a bit of a claim to it, yeah. which I thought was was kind of humorous. <laughs> Because uh, it, it can be, I'd imagine it would be very, very difficult being the outgoing coach Must on the back right. of a, on the yeah. back of a heavy losing season. Yeah, and then without, yeah, without this huge list change, mm. um, they they become a top four team. Yeah, <laughs> that would be pretty. That, that would must be, be pretty, pretty hard pill to, to swallow for him. Absolutely. So, um, <laughs> but no, that doing it doing it very well. And I wanted to ask you very quickly, North Melbourne been in the news while you've mm. been away over the last little period. Yeah, Clarkson's come in. Sweeping change. What what, mm. do you, what do you make of all that? Amafio out, footy directors gone. Um, there, there seems to be a huge, a mass it's a big exodus. Shake of up. Huge shake up. So Clarkson's come in and, and wielded the axe, getting his own people in. What what's what's your what's your read of that? I mean, look, I don't know. I'm just sort of put <laughs> at this point as a North supporter. I'm pretty much just putting all trust uh, that he's making these decisions and that it'll uh, it'll benefit us in some way. But it's it's certainly a massive. Um, it's a massive shake-up. Like, it's, he's come in and just, yeah, blown it apart. But, look, we'll, <laughs> we'll see. What do you think? Well, as, as a supporter, and I'm, I'm, keen, to get, I'm keen to get you, I'm going to interrogate you here. I'm just um, like, but it's, mate, you know, this so is what you've got to do. <laughs> Clarkson and Viney are having these, these meetings with, uh, with the AFL around list sizes and mm. um, they're seeking this additional compensation. Um, there's been talk for 12 months around, well, longer than 12 months, about the need for a priority pick. Yeah. As a supporter, would you rather that you didn't know that stuff? Probably. So, so be, yeah. Be, yeah, because it, it doesn't send a great message, does it? Like, no, what, because what, it's what, like it, it's coming across like this is, this is what we need, otherwise we're going to be stuffed otherwise. Yeah. Sort of, and it's just a bit like, oh, okay, so if we don't get this, then what happens? Are we just, yeah. we're pushed to the side again, and I mean, and we throw our hands in the air, and it's, okay, we suck. Like, you know what I mean? It kind of feels well, like I, they're going yeah. for this priority pick as like the be all end all, and it's sort of like, sh- we, surely we've got to have a plan B to that, you know? <laughs> because but it, yeah, if it doesn't it's, happen, it's... <laughs> then what? Like, you know, well, it, it feels disheartening, I think is the right word. Yes, um, I, I think you've hit the nail on the head. And and, and to me, that's a problem. So if, yeah. you know, the North Melbourne Footy Club, Clarkson's come in, they've celebrated wildly, and, and that's great. It's a, it's a huge win for the club. Um, but then, you know, the, the, the need for additional list spots and priority picks and 
uh, all these other compensations, what it says to the to the members and the supporter base is that this is the gloomiest of gloomy scenarios. Yeah, it feels, we yeah. are in a horrible, horrible position. Yeah. Um, that's really difficult to, to hold people and then attract new new members as well. Yeah, well, that's right. I mean, in terms of attracting new members, geez, they must be they must be battling a bit, <laughs> you'd think. But <laughs> bloody hell. I mean, I'm hanging on. I'm hanging on by a thread. I'll never I'll never give up on North, but yeah, it certainly does feel um, doom and gloom at the moment. And well, I can actually see the synergy. You've bought the LA Dodgers hat, which is the same colours as the Ruse. So <laughs> blue and white, that royal blue and white, it's, it's in your DNA. Oh, God. Anyway, <laughs> in other news, Liam Cameron has signed as the coaching director of the Sydney Swans Academy, um, commences his role in November, um, signing for Sydney to bring experience and knowledge to the club and for future draftees, which is really exciting. That came out at around 8 a.m. Um, this morning. What do you make of that? Yeah, exciting for the Swans. I mean, mm. they, they, they just attract good people. Yeah. Uh, Leon, I think Leon probably got a bit stale with GWS. He got them to the final. They they were horrible against uh, Richmond in, in that final. It was quite embarrassing. And, um, and then kind of started to decline from there. A lot of internal um, mm. politics. You know, Caniglia, the captain, multiple captains. Yeah. Um, they're just, a, you know, quite an unsteady ship. And as proven by the, the Taranto and Hopper news during the week that they both went out. Um, so, yeah, really excited for Leon Cameron. I always liked the way he's gone about it. So it seems mm. a pretty humble sort of guy and uh, good sense of humour. Um, so really big win for the Swans. But importantly, and we'll chat about it after the break, uh, another coach gone in the domino of the mm. Essendon search. I mean, Essendon's in all sorts as well. Big trouble. Yeah, big, big trouble. We'll chat about that after the break, though. We'll uh, we'll go to a quick break now. We've got a couple of texts that have come in as well, Jeevesy, one of them that you'll like, so I'll read, <laughs> I'll read that after the break as well. But as always, get involved in the show. Text us in. Uh, we'll break now for news and we'll be back after this. It's no secret, greyhounds make great pets. Foster or adopt a retired greyhound. GapTaz.org.au Live across Tasmania on 1629 SEN Tassie and streaming live on the SEN app. Welcome to Saturdays in Tassie. That's right, Holly Fowler and Brett Jeeves with you this morning. Saturdays in Tassie, Uh, so happy to be back. Um, We've got a bit of uh, Essendon drama (laughs) happening, Jeevesy. I feel like we've been talking about Essendon uh, quite a lot over the past few weeks. There's been plenty happening. Um, obviously, Ross Lyon has, has banned his possibility of coaching Essendon. Um, I'll grab a little bit of audio from that off of Footy Classified. I'll play that for you now. You know, well, how we're hardwired over evolutions and thousands a year, we have really sharp radars, it's danger it's... or safety, and I just didn't go to... It just didn't feel right. And that, that's, there's nothing wrong with that, does it? That's just a personal judgement, and... If you don't feel... It's not even about going through the process. It's like, ultimately, they're still working through a lot there. Um, And a a fair bit come to me of Essendon people that have been in really strong positions and explained the club and the challenges of the club. And anyone from the outside, and this is what's got to change, in my view, it doesn't make it right, but I think there might be some internal views that people have been there. Matty Knights from the outside didn't work. John Worsfold. Even when they made finals, there was noises about John. And then Rutten. So it's like an organ transplant. After two years, you get rejected. So I think they've got to get a head around outside of Essendon coming through. It's like Malcolm Blight come back and, you know, look, at the end of the day, he was executed, wasn't he? And, you know, there was no process for his replacement. That guy was just put in. So, um, yeah, I think it's about each club to their own. 
you know, is, is there a right fit for me somewhere? Maybe. Who knows? I've got to say, that uh, organ transplant quote <laughs> really got me right in the Google spot when I first heard that. I thought that was that was tremendous from Ross. <laughs> and he, look, I mean, he speaks so well. Part of the challenge for Essendon in approaching Ross is that they've now been picked apart in the media quite yeah, heavily oh, by Ross. Yeah, Yeah, and, and so I, I've got a feeling they might be regretting having approached Ross to be part of the process yeah. because I kind of feel like the way he's gone about it um, in you know some some of the comments, he's prominent on Footy Classified mm. radio shows. He's a, he's a really prominent football media person because he's extremely intelligent and he speaks well. He's a great listen. Um, but as far as you know, his his views and you know speaking of the dangers and having uh, Essendon people speak to him and and you know potentially alert alert him to the dangers, mm. and he's now voicing that publicly. What message does that send to anyone that's actually applying for that job? You know, how yeah. are they how are they going to attract the best possible candidates when one of the best possible candidates is now potting them yeah. um, and speaking of the yeah, of, of the challenges uh, challenges and the concerns that he felt and saw and and he's been very very strong mm, um, yeah. uh, on on all of that. So um, I do feel for Essendon on that front. I feel like they've been. I shouldn't say played, but certainly unlucky in that they've approached one of the you know one one of the better coaches, and he's now now picking them off um, mm. and and almost using them as a uh, as the butt of his jokes in a sense, which I will admit were quite funny. That organ transplant that still, a bit makes funny. Me, <laughs> that still makes me laugh. I was watching <laughs> you ter- giggle. It's a terrific analogy. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. <laughs> But where 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 to from here for Essendon? You know, yeah, and 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 that is that is the biggest that is the biggest question for them because, you know, if I'm if I'm Adam Uze and I'm part of that process, which is which is said to be quite heavy with presentations and mm. um, psychological testing, and it's going to be and credit to them, they're going to get they're going to do their due diligence. If I'm hearing that from Ross Lyon, that Essendon people are telling him, "Hey, beware." Um, all of a sudden, I'm I'm starting to second guess whether or not mm. coaching Essendon is going to be best for my career progression as a young rookie head coach. Yeah, I would agree. I probably don't blame him to to be uh, completely honest. Anyway, well, I suppose we'll see. Uh, it'll be a bit of a wait and see for that one. Um, crossing now, obviously, uh, cricket Australia versus New Zealand third uh, ODI tomorrow. Um, they had an amazing win in the second. Um, Australia, Australia will be looking to get Aaron Finch some form going into the busy part of the cricket calendar. Um, and I just got a notification on my phone now. Finch uh, has announced from retirement from one day cricket. Done. Australia's, oh, is this right? Yeah, we'll retire. You're, you're a newsbreaker. I know. Look at so Where's Bailey? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Taking his well, job. <laughs> bad luck, Bales. <laughs> Poor Bailey. Um, but uh, yeah. Geez, that's big news. Um, Huge news. A, I don't know what you think, Holly, but... Probably not surprising. Um, Finch has been on a horror run with the bat. He cannot find anything mm. uh, at the moment. I, I read this morning he's averaging um, three since June, um, I think, which covers seven or eight games. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a pretty damaging um, mm. uh, set of results for him. And we spoke earlier with Bailey about about that balance between your captain having a, an, an impact from a cricket IQ and, and game sense and, and how many runs can that 
can that save you versus output? And in this instance, with, with poor Finchy, the output doesn't unfortunately justify um, his excellent cricket brain. You, you can't have someone at the top of the order um, averaging three because across those eight games, you are you are one for one for less than ten in in every game, mm. which which puts you on on the back foot. It's really important, and, and it's sad when guys get to the end of their careers and they go out in the manner that Finch has. I know. Um, I'm just because reading, reading um, he made his o, uh, ODI debut um, in 2013. God, like uh, 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 quite an impressive career. But, yeah, it's sad when it finishes like this, right? Like, Yeah, well, it's know. the recency bias, isn't it? Because this yeah. is how he'll always be remembered. And I, I would plead with people to remember him as as the brutal stroke maker that at yep. his best was one one of the one of the greatest white ball players uh, that we've had certainly most destructive um, his yep. ability to hit the ball straight down the grounds with minimal effort um, over the t- over the top of the infield is is like nothing I've seen and with such ease um, beautiful player really nice guy and um, you know yeah. he he will be a loss around that change room as oh, a leader yeah. yeah but it, it, yeah like I said it's sad that his output um, you you you, you, un, you unfortunately can't average three as a top order batter uh, mm. across such an extended run unless you're um, Greg Chappell who got away with it with seven mm. straight ducks oh yeah it's sad I'm reading his quotes now he said it has been a fantastic ride with some incredible memories I've been extremely fortunate to be a part of some brilliant one day sides equally. I've been blessed by all those people I have played with and many people behind the scenes. I thank all of those who have helped and supported my journey to this point. Oh, I'm sad. Yeah, it is, and, and it is it is sad because uh, he's had a great run. But look, yeah. don't don't be sad for too long because uh, he'll he'll now be a free agent on the franchise market. Yeah, that's and right. And he's probably going to go and make more money per year than he than he than he made through his cricket Australia well, contract. <laughs> so it's not it, yeah, it's it's it's, it's not, not doom, doom and gloom, gloom for, for him, any yeah. longer than about twenty four hours for Aww. even Aaron. I'm I'm sure. Um, but an excellent uh, an excellent um, international one day career Absolutely. and congratulations to him and. Yeah, we obviously wish him all the best for uh, for the next chapter in his life. 100% and wish Aussies all the best for tomorrow, of course. We'll go to a break now. Um, then we're going to get into a bit of this Tigers news. We're going to play Hot or Not. I'm excited because I missed Hot or Not last week. You know, it's my favourite game, so I'm pumped to play that. And I will, I promise you that I will read these texts. Um, maybe I'll save them for the end. I'm teasing them, but you're going <laughs> to like one of these ones that have come in. Anyway, we'll go to a break now. We'll be back after this. It's no secret, greyhounds make great pets. Foster or adopt a retired greyhound. GapTaz.org.au Live across Tasmania on 1629 SEN Tassie and streaming live on the SEN app. Welcome to Saturdays in Tassie. It's no secret, greyhounds make great pets. Foster or adopt a retired greyhound. GapTaz.org.au Live across Tasmania on 1629 SEN Tassie and streaming live on the SEN app. Welcome to Saturdays in Tassie. On Saturdays in Tassie, hot or not? Hot or not, straight into it. I'm excited because I missed a week of my favourite gra- game. Um, hot or not, brought to you by Heart Sports Drinks. Heart Sports Drinks, fueling Tassie sport, on sale now and available at your favourite local store. Jeevesy, you'll be excited because I'm sitting next to Ethan and he's got his his buttons at the ready. <laughs> I know how much oh, you Oh, yes. Well, it only, <laughs> only took him six weeks to get us on the same page as Jack and Flash, but we're here. We've <laughs> yeah, arrived. Ethan's got our buttons. <laughs> how exciting. Right, I'll fire these at you. Uh, the Tigers are favourites next year, hot or not? Uh, not. Come on. Not? Not. No. Not. Not. <laughs> uh, definitely not. No. But look, I mean, I, 
I find it bizarre. So Taranta and Hopper are great footballers, but GWS haven't had a great deal of success in the midfield performances have been yeah. a real mixed bag. So you bring in two of them. Is, is that good or bad? Like, mm. I, I mean, I, I don't know the intricacies of, of football midfields and, and structure well enough to have a, you know, a, 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 an answer for that. But, um, you know, outside looking in, like I said, they're, they're highly talented, uh, low draft picks. Um, I'm just not sure the, the fit because, it, you know, those two hasn't really worked from a team perspective. Mm. Um, mm. And they're surrounded by a really quality midfield ward, Caniglio, uh, probably deeper than Richmond's um, mm. in terms of straight talent. So uh, I do I do question the fit and how that's going to work and, and how that relates to, to strong team performance. But I am excited for Jack, but definitely not the premiership fancy. Mm, okay, interesting. What about uh, Collingwood are pretenders if they lose tonight? Hold on, not. Not. Not? Not. 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 Uh, they've had a great run, and yeah, really and have. I think they've bought they've bought a lot of people with them, and it's yeah, we spoke about it before. It's great to see that accelerated growth. They went from really struggling last year, and and we <laughs> had a bit of a chuckle about mm. Bucks's uh, Nathan Buckley's want to, <laughs> to tag onto the back end of the success and suggest that maybe Fair. he played a part. And, and look, I'm I've no doubt that he Fair did. Um, but uh, <laughs> that, that did tickle me. In the same way that Bless Ross him. Lyons' uh, analogy did. Um, yep. No, I, I don't think they're pretenders. I, I think they've really proven themselves. They've arrived and um, mm. they, they've done it without Brody Grundy, which I think is, yeah. is really important. Um, yep. So you know, potentially you bring Tom Mitchell into that midfield next year. Um, yeah, they might bring in some other top-ups along the way. Uh, it's, it's, it's a really positive year for Collingwood and uh, no, I don't think pretenders at all. Yeah. I'm with you on that one. Uh, what about the Lions? Will win a premiership with this list, hot or not? It's a string of knots again. Not? Uh, not. Oh. I can't see it. I can't see it. They were good last night, but I think it was more Melbourne being poor. Yeah. Um, Melbourne look, went I mean, on their game, that's for sure. I'm a Brisbane fan. I love Fags. Uh, just a mm. legendary human being, a Tasmanian. Me too. Yeah. Um, I've had a couple of dealings with him and, and, and both times socially, Lovely. he just makes you, he just makes you feel super special. Oh, that's um, so I was, nice. I was on a flight to Melbourne, just a little domestic flight, Hobart to Melbourne. He yeah. was on it and was standing in the baggage carousel and we're just chatting, you know, yeah. generally a couple of Tasmanians having a yak and yeah. he said, uh, where are you headed? So I'm just into the city. He's like, oh, well come with us. I'll give you a lift. Aww. I'm like, no, no. I, actually, I ha- had a mate coming to pick me up. And I said, no, no, it's good. I'm, I'm good. And he wouldn't have it. Like he was, he was disappointed that I, that I wouldn't, uh, that I wouldn't go with him. Um, and he was just so strong. Now come on, it's good, it's good. You know, we'll take you, we'll take you. You know, you're not getting a cab. And I explained to him how to make coming. It's just the nicest thing. Oh, he didn't so have to nice. do that. Yeah. But it speaks volumes to the type of person he is. He's a yeah. really loving, uh, really loving man. And oh, um, that's you know, I, I really like those encounters with people that go on to to have you know great careers or find success because yeah, it's, it's great, a, isn't it? Sense of humility, uh, re- really lovely man. So, yeah. but unfortunately, the the list side of things, um, yeah, I'm just I'm not convinced. Mm. Okay, interesting, interesting. All right, what about uh, there will be more than ten thousand Frio fans in the crowd tonight? Hold on, not. It's <laughs> <laughs> a not, it's a not fest. That's a not. <laughs> That's certainly a not. I think I think the humour is not. I mean, are there ten thousand Frio fans? I'm not sure. Certainly in Perth there are. Yep. Um, not in Hobart. There's not. Um, 
I, I think there'll be a strong representation. <laughs> and I think purely because, you know, like we spoke about with Collingwood, Holly, uh, every other team wants them to lose. So yeah, Frio, totally. Frio have just gained 17 million supporters. Yeah. <laughs> so may, maybe maybe tonight uh, there will be a stronger than 10,000 representation. <laughs> a couple more before we go well, to I, our... I, see, part of the problem here is I want to fling one back in, uh, back at you, but because I've got to use my phone to... I like putting to, you in the hot seat. It's fun. To see your smile. I'm being interrogated. <laughs> what about Fife will play a final this year? Hot or not? Hot. Hot. Yeah. Hot and wet, but it ain't no good if you're in the jungle. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Gee whiz. Uh, but now I've gone, I've gone the early crow there because I think Collingwood will win mm. uh, this week. So I'm going to have to walk that one back to a knot. Mm. Okay, last one. Not. What about uh, Finch will be the captain for the World Cup? Well, he's just retired. Yeah, well, that's a so, <laughs> so this is funny. You've obviously, you've written this last night. Now he's retired and you haven't changed it. Yep, done. He's out. <laughs> we know that's going to be a night. I still had to ask you though, right? <laughs> no, no, that's excellent. I had to keep it no. in there. No. Well, but you, you broke the news. I know, I broke your, it. Well, it's your defining moment it was in lu- oh, yeah. broadcast history. It was lucky that I just glanced down at my phone and I had an, uh, a notification from the Cricket <laughs> Australia app and then, uh, and then read it straight away. So look oh, at I me. Thought, I, thought, I thought maybe you had an inside source. No, no. But no. Which I just, you know, should have started with my mail. Yeah, like I, I should have pulled the my mail. Bailey's great with the my mail. That's his go-to <laughs> rather than sources. His, his mail well, tells him. My mail's my Apple News. Um, <laughs> let's go to a quick break and then I will finally reveal these texts to you, I promise, <laughs> after this. It's no secret, greyhounds make great pets. Foster or adopt a retired greyhound. GapTaz.org.au Live across Tasmania on 1629 SEN Tassie and streaming live on the SEN app. Welcome to Saturdays in Tassie.